Reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the first chapter. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. In our reading last Wednesday, we heard from St. Luke how the grace of God was revealed in the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of that which seemed impossible, that she, a virgin, would bear a son, Jesus, who was the Son of God and who would reign as King forever. And Mary rejoiced with that announcement, believing the good news that God's ways are not our ways, that His ways, in fact, turn everything upside down, or rather right side up, that his ways are very good. We sang that same song of Mary the Magnificat last week, as we have in all of these services of evening prayer. And now this evening, in the reading from St. Matthew, we hear of the same thing, except this time, if you will, from Joseph's perspective. We hear how an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and gave him a message that seemed impossible. St. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And, just like with Mary, Joseph believed the word of the Lord, and he did as the angel commanded. But that's not the only parallel between this reading and the one from Luke. Less obvious is that this reading from Matthew, this account of Jesus' birth, also proclaims that things are very much not as we expect. Joseph has no extended song rejoicing in the great reversal of how God has brought down and humbled the mighty but exalted the lowly. Instead, we just get this description from St. Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. St. Matthew describes Joseph as a just man, a righteous man, a faithful man. And what we usually expect from people in this world who are held up as just and righteous and faithful is that when they encounter sin, they will respond with judgment, condemnation, and shame for the sinners. In short, we expect that 
just and righteous people will behave, well, like the Pharisees. But instead, St. Matthew tells us that it's someone like Joseph who is the one who shows forth what it means to be just, that he is one who is unwilling to put Mary to shame. Joseph believed that Mary had been unfaithful to him, that that was why she was with child. And yet his own faithfulness is shown in his willingness to cover her supposed sin and to divorce her quietly so that he would not put her to shame. And so we see that when Matthew starts and tells us this account of Jesus' birth, what it is going to be like to have Jesus come among us, he describes righteousness as a matter of mercy. And then when after the dream, when Joseph takes Mary to be his wife as the angel commanded, we see that then Joseph takes on the shame of being supposed to be a sinner. You know the way that things work, and you know how people think. We, of course, know when we hear this story that Mary is a virgin, that Jesus is conceived by the Holy Spirit. But, of course, that's not what anyone around them thought. When people found out that Mary was expecting a child outside of marriage, and when Joseph did not divorce her, you know that everyone believed the child was his. And in fact, that's what we read elsewhere in the Gospels. Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph and Mary? You remember how that went, don't you? So Joseph took on the shame of being thought to be someone who had broken the sixth commandment and had relations with Mary before they were married. He had been faithful to God and to God's commandment and to Mary, and yet he was willing to bear the shame of people thinking that he himself had been unfaithful, that he had sinned. And this, too, is a matter of the righteousness that God has revealed to us in the birth of Jesus Christ. For is this not the great reversal of our salvation? That Jesus, the one who is without any sin, the one who has no spot of shame or blemish, yet he takes on our sin and calls it his own, he is willing to be identified as a sinner, the one who bears our shame so that we would not be put to shame. He is the one who is willing to be crucified, bearing all our sin as his own, in order that he might present us as his spotless and perfect bride before his heavenly Father. And just in case we missed it, that there is more to this than just a sort of polite description of Joseph as a just man but that this is actually revealing the nature of the justice and righteousness that God is accomplishing in Jesus. St. Matthew beautifully connects the words of the angel to Joseph with the words of the prophet Isaiah. The angel said, That which is conceived in Mary is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And then St. Matthew tells us that all of this that was taking place fulfilled the word that the Lord had spoken by Isaiah, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so the name Jesus, the Lord saves, and the name Emmanuel, God with us, both speak to one and the same truth. They speak to the same faithfulness of God that saves us from our sins by being God with us that he might bear our sins for us. This is not the faithfulness, the righteousness, the justice that we would have ever expected. It is the greatest of all reversals. 
that God's righteousness and faithfulness and justice is not like ours. His righteousness exceeds all our righteousness. His faithfulness overcomes our faithlessness. And so, yes, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, that God, not only through the words spoken by the angel, not only through the baby lying in a manger, but even through Joseph, points us to that salvation that Jesus accomplishes for us, that Jesus humbled himself by being obedient to the saving will of God, to the point of death, even to the shameful death of the cross. He who is mighty and above all allows himself to be cast down so that we, the lowly, the sinners, might be raised up in him. He bears the shame of the cross, the shame of your sin and of mine, all for the joy of exalting you up to the heights of heaven to have a place in his Father's house and an inheritance of all the riches in heaven, that he might take you who are poor and make you rich by taking all of your poverty and sin upon himself. And so he is Jesus, the one who saves us from our sins. He is Emmanuel, God with us. In all these things, he is at work to take your sin, your shame, so that in him you might truly be the righteousness, the faithfulness, and the justice of God. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.